welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus, as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of CQ for Global Leaders. I'm Tom Vergus, and I'm joined by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hi, Tom. Hey, Jürgen. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be back again. Indeed. Now, what are we going to talk about today? In this episode, I thought we would talk about building trust mm. across cultures. It's linked to the previous episode mm. where we talked about branding for leaders. And I thought in this episode, we could talk about how do you, in fact, build trust? Mm. That's a big question. It is a big question. It is a big question. And of course, we are just going to touch the surface of it. And the reason why the topic came up for me is I was recently reading the 2019 Edelman Trust Barometer. And so this is an index that measures trust across the world. And it's been done actually for many years. I'm just trying to think about it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 33,000 respondents uh, over 27 different countries. Mm -hmm. And a, a, one of the key findings that's come up in this is that uh, people are generally having low confidence in societal institutions, e.g. governments, yeah. you know, churches, things mm -hmm. like that. But at the same time, there is also low trust in organizations, large corporates, and therefore as a leader it really is critical for us to look at how do we ensure that we are building trust, not just within the organization, but also out in the market. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting findings and not surprising. I guess you know, the, a lot of the large corporations have been getting bad publicity recently, whether it's banks or whether it's um, the pharmaceutical companies. And so the trust there is... Yeah, not surprising that that's so. It erodes so low. Yeah, it erodes yeah. very, very quickly. And in today's world of social media, mm. things move very quickly. And when perhaps in the past you may be able to have done something in a different country and thought to yourself, "Well, that's okay. That's over there. Nothing's going to happen here." As you well are well aware that. It, it's instant today, mm. right? So you do something there, something ha happens. I think it's more that whole uh, chaos theory around the butterfly effect where a butterfly flaps its wings That's in right, Brazil, yeah. creates a tsunami mm. in Japan. I think you're definitely seeing a lot more of that uh, mm. today. So what, what can leaders do to kind of address that lack of trust. Well, I think let's let's if we if we break down uh, trust, the the fundamental thing that all leaders have to appreciate and understand is that in places where you have high trust, you're going to have high speed in getting things done and in fact low cost. Mm. Conversely, in areas where you have low trust, you're going to have, in fact, low speed, right? Mm. People are just not going to move things yeah, that's, to, to make it happen. To motivate yes, people and, mm. and you're definitely going to have high cost. 
So that was very much a, a fundamental model created by Stephen Covey Jr. Mm. when he talked about in the speed of trust. I quite, quite like, mm. quite like that model. And so I think if you if you think about it from a leadership perspective, there's two aspects of trust. You know, if you can di- di- dis- distinguish between what what we call professional trust, mm. where we trust you in your role, yeah. compared to personal trust. So. If you think about the time you've gone to perhaps see a GP, a doctor, or a lawyer, or an accountant, you know, when you walk into the office, you have all the certificates mm. uh, on the wall. And part of that is really trying to build credibility, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, think, what is it that they're trying? What's the message? That's that, right, yeah. We know what we're doing. And yeah. we're qualified. All right, we're mm. qualified. We know what we're doing. Mm. So relax, you can trust us, mm. right? And that is what we start off as in terms of professional credibility. But then it it slowly it moves down then to the personal trust in terms of, okay, you're an accountant, you've gone to school, you've studied, I can mm. see you have your qualifications on the walls. Now, do I in fact trust you enough to be open with you, candid? Mm. Are you going to do the right things for me? Give me the right advice. And that comes very much to a personal mm. uh, level. Yeah, well, there's a lot of lot of questions there that go deeper, aren't there? Because there's a, an alignment of values, a question of, um, you know, do we support the same or do we see the world the same way so that if I say, well, you know, I'm working for this charity at the same time as for profit in my business? Is that is the accountant going to kind of see that as something they can work with? Or do they say, well, no, no, that charity is costing you profit and I'm all about the numbers and profit. Terrific, yes. Mm. So it's that shared alignment, shared mm. values, uh, et cetera. I, I, I completely agree. So in fact, that's one of, the, one of the things that erodes trust is lack of alignment. Mm. Uh, you know, are we in fact aligned? So as a leader, how do I ensure that uh, my team are all aligned with as an organization to our organizational values, but more importantly, to our team? Because as a team, we'll have values. Mm. And as a team, it's like, how do we in fact establish trust? Yeah. Uh, and as you know, having worked across uh, different cultures and run teams across borders, it's far more challenging building trust across cultures Mm. when there is distance and time and language differences, et cetera, how do we in fact ensure that we are all aligned? Mm, That's right. And for me, in thinking back to those times, a lot of it comes back to starting from the relationship between the two people to start with because we talked earlier about organizations and really organizations are just a group of people coming so together with yeah so starting off with the relationship between those people and building trust there i think is probably a good way to elevate that yes wouldn't you say absolutely and mm. it's setting up ground rules mm. so hence you know what is our expectation as a team what is my expectation when i send you an email what is an expectation in terms of response times Mm. or if i'm asking you to contribute to a project what is my level of expectation on how you know how much what your input is going to be and if you're not going to be involved what's 
what's the expect. So I think it's about just being having clarity mm. uh, on on those things. How do we have open conversations? Yeah, yeah. That comes back to a lot around communication as well, which is where some of the challenge will come in with cross-cultural trust building. Right? That's correct, mm. yeah. So, and you're right about the whole trust building. I have, for uh, in my many years of consulting, worked with numerous teams when they were putting a project together, would bring teams together at the start of the project to establish here the ground rules on how we operate. And there have been many times when when we've put a project team together or when the client has put a project team together and said, no, we don't want to invest that money because it'll be mm. it'll be too difficult, it'll be too expensive, etc. And if the project is a big one, it inevitably just creates far more issues yeah. in the long term. And when it would have been more prudent to invest upfront. Mm. Yeah, I remember a couple of occasions where the company did that when I was working in those teams where the company brought the team together at the outset yep. of a project, established ground rules, set up an environment where those people could build on their relationships that they already had and so the trust was built. Uh, a lot of them didn't know each other really well so they got to know one another much better and the value that brought and you know the the what would you call it the greasing that that did for the wheels of that project was mm. just invaluable absolutely mm. absolutely i mentioned in the earlier podcast i've just uh, returned uh, from singapore mm. i was working there last week with a team who uh, are located all around asia pacific mm. and when they came together they're all working in similar roles there are certain projects that they work cross-border yeah. but otherwise their focus is very much in country mm. and there were a number of times during the couple of days we were spending together where people were able to share information on mutual clients, right? They're working mm. on one particular client that operates across, so they were able to share the information. And it was astounding, seriously, it was astounding at the amount of intelligence, and I talk about that in terms of market intelligence, mm. knowledge, depth of relationships yeah, yeah. that existed in the group mm. that we or people were just unaware of. Yeah, and they hadn't just, tapped into they it. They hadn't tapped mm. into it. That's correct. Mm. It, it was a, a hidden resource. And that was actually one of the key learnings from that group. Gosh, how do we create a higher level of trust? How do we create more visibility? And how do we create the, you know, that, that alignment, especially on, on projects which cross mm. borders? Yeah, and when you think of how much money gets invested into some of these projects and how little cost is involved in bringing people together for a meeting like the one you talked about to start to build those trusting relationships and get that information on the table and build a culture that allows people to continue to share that information. Yeah. And of course, there are numerous things that you can do to do that, right? To mm. how do I carry on to build the culture? How do I demonstrate a level of openness? How do we practice uh, vulnerability? Mm. Uh, how do we uh, give feedback? How do we, in fact, um, have 
conversations that have a level of candor in them. And all those are around communication skills. Some of them are using the technology tools that's available. Mm. But fundamentally, it's actually having the frameworks in place. I think as a leader, that's one of the things we need to be conscious of. What frameworks are we putting in place? Mm. Yeah. We talked in a few episodes ago about you can't be what you can't see. What can a leader do to model trust for the team around him? Great question, Jürgen. My thoughts on it are firstly around authenticity. I think as a leader, we need to demonstrate that we are being authentic. Mm. And so when we're working in multiple cultures with different cultural groups, it's how do I make sure I turn up and am present? Mm. You know, it's, we've talked about this numerous times in the past where who you are is more important than what you do. Yeah. It's, it's a constant kind of messaging that I try to reinforce. So how do I turn up and be authentic in the group? How do I demonstrate a level of curiosity? How do I demonstrate a level of openness? How do I ask the questions? Because I may have domain expertise mm. in a particular field, yet the context is different. Yeah. Um, and so when I, whenever I'm working with um, cross-cultural groups, or when I'm just working with any team, it's one of the first things I try to establish with the groups is to say, you know, I may have domain knowledge on a certain topic, and you have to provide contextual knowledge. Mm. So it's the application. So I think leaders can do that. Yeah, how do they do all those things? And how mm. do they, as a leader, bring bring the team together? Yeah. And there is something about being open themselves that creates an openness in the teams. Mm. Mm. Great advice. Yeah. yeah. And of course we have to be we have to balance that with which cultures we're working with. You know, because there are certain cultures where, as a leader, you're expected to know everything. So, mm. some of the hierarchical cultures just have to be careful about how much you share and yeah. where you share it in. What's the context you do that? So, you need to be aware. You need to mm. utilize your cultural intelligence on how do I play this. So, it, it's all about there are different. You know, if you think about it as levers. Yeah. How do I use the levers, and in what context do I use them? But Ultimately, that the key, if you keep that as in the back, uh, overriding view around. So what I'm looking at here is building trust and what's needed here. Mm. And how do I build trust in this particular context compared to another context? Mm. So a lot of self-awareness again. Again. And, and keeping that end in mind in terms of the big picture building trust as opposed to Let's say in in perhaps in Western cultures of demonstrating your specific knowledge in in a particular area, mm. 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 and I find in today's world it's in fact very difficult to have complete domain knowledge in anything. Mm. The amount of information is moving so fast; it's yeah. changing so quickly. How do we keep ahead of that? And of course, as a leader, it's more important for you to be looking across. The teams or across the mm. organization rather than specifically in one domain and that takes a level of confidence in yourself it requires a level of trust in others yeah, yeah. Right, for them to be able to contribute to that mm. and it also is having clarity in your own mind around how do i create the synergy mm. yeah 
but the benefits are clear in the example you mentioned where there was so much knowledge that came together when people started sharing in the room that mm. that wasn't accessible to the individuals before. Absolutely. Mm. The senior leader who was in the group was was astounded. Mm. Seriously astounded. That, that was his word. You know, he just <laughs> said, I cannot believe the level of information that's being shared mm. in the room and how much there was in the room. Mm. And people just hadn't talked about it. And I think there were a couple of things that was kind of interesting. One was the level of trust for each other was quite low. Do you know, like people mm. were just not... We, not people sure. were, yes, yeah. not sure. Mm. How much do I kind of yeah. say? I mean, after all, it's my client in my mm. country and I don't want you to come and take my <laughs> out of the turf. All those sort of things. But it was interesting once you establish, hey, we're dealing with this in a particular issue. This is a organizational client. We're all after the same thing. Let's do the best for the client. Mm. How do we help the client? Yeah, yeah, changing this whole conversation, it just enabled people to actually look at it from a different perspective, which is exactly what we want to do mm. in any uh, learning forum. What we're trying to do is shift perspectives, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is the purpose of this podcast as well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> which brings me to the question we always wrap up with, what's the key takeaway for it? I think the key takeaway in this is, how do you currently go about building trust? Hmm. either in your teams or across cultures. Yeah. And if you can identify them, what else could you do hmm. to increase the index? So we started off talking about the uh, Edelman Trust uh, Index. So you can actually measure trust yeah. in teams. Uh, perhaps it may be useful for you to use just a, a, a very rudimentary index to look at levels of trust in your team and then look at how do we improve on it. Mm. Great takeaway. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Jürgen. Mm. See you at the next episode. Yeah, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.